Welcome to the To Read List. I'm Bailey, and this is a podcast where I attempt to get through the 139 unread books on my shelf. With me, as always, is my friend Toby. Hey. My brother Andrew. I just took a weird sip of water. <laughs> <coughs> do you want to do that again? Nope. And my husband Dylan's the sound recordist. And I took a weirder sip of water. Dylan, it's not a competition oh, with oh, Andrew. Oh. Stop. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> He really did. Party time. <laughs> so this week on the mini-sode, Toby came up with an awesome idea. I assume having to do with our baby shower. Toby, why don't you introduce this idea? Oh, no. I just thinking about baby showers all the time, randomly. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, we, we attended uh, a Zoom baby shower for Dylan and Bailey, uh, which was very enjoyable. And then I was trying to think up ideas for this mini-sode. And I thought um, you try and prepare... Uh, the parents with gifts that'll help them be parents and help them with the challenge of raising that child. And I thought, what kind of gifts would I give to famous literary parents to help them with the tribulations that we know they're going to face because we've read their books? So what shower gifts would you give literary parents? We got to think of a better title, but that's basically the premise, guys. We're trying to help out the parents of some famous literary characters to make sure that they, uh, you know, have a little bit of a better time. Yeah, that's right. We've each picked three sets of literary parents um, and a gift we would give them. So who wants to go first with their first pick? Andrew. All right. My first gift is going to be for the parents of one detective in Baker Street, Sherlock Holmes. Uh, I found conflicting information on what the parents' names were. So I'm just going to call them Mr. and Mrs. Holmes uh, for now. Mm-hmm. Either way, I am giving them a huge supply of super glue because <laughs> that little Sherlock and that little Mycroft are, are going to start taking things apart in your house to figure out how they work. Things are going to break all the time during experiments, and you're going to need an easy way to fix them instead of just going out and buying another wardrobe or another teacup or whatever it is that uh, old Sherl has decided to uh, study the breaking patterns on that day. <laughs> Also, if you're in a place where it's legal, I would give you a vape pen so that you can go to sleep at night after. Dealing with your son. Days and days of dealing with your two insanely precocious and frustrating sons. Oh, yeah. That, I forgot that it would they would have both of them. I thought you meant that Sherlock would need a pipe, but you want him to be, have a vape so he's healthier? That gift is just for the parents. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> to be clear, and only if it is legal in the place that they are in, of course. Uh, I would just... Imagine that they had some stressful nights and maybe need a little help going to sleep. The to read list is not endorsing breaking federal law. We could not be more clear about this. But next week on the two vape list. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when Bailey uh, like takes her maternity leave from the podcast. We turn it into the two vape podcast. No, guys. Sup, <laughs> <Except> bros. <laughs> okay, anyway, Toby, what's your number one pick? So my first gift uh, will be a bit of a throwback to one of our first episodes. My parent that I'm going to be giving this gift to is Katie Nolan, uh, Francie Nolan's mother uh, from the book A Tree Grows in Brooklyn. If you don't remember this or you haven't read the book, Katie Nolan is doing her best to raise Francie in the turn of the century in Brooklyn, uh, but it's a hard life and she clearly does not really like Francie. Um, So... (laughs) Uh, My gift to her would be a big old mirror so she could look in it and see the way that she treats her daughter and do better. Wow, what a passive-aggressive gift. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't say I'm friends with Katie Nolan in this situation. I would attend her turn-of-the-century baby shower and give her a big old mirror and be like, look at yourself. You're being mean to Francie. And And as we all know, all mirrors teach us to uh, think about other people and not just ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. 
Don't you guys spend your normal 20 minutes a day critiquing yourself in front of the mirror? There's no way that she's going to like look at the mirror and admire herself. That would be the opposite of the goal. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Because I, I think, Bailey, it's you're underestimating how big the mirror is. Yeah, it's, oh, okay. it's really big. It's big enough to <laughs> encompass her whole life and all the decisions she's made and has not made. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. got it. Okay, I'm picturing it now. <laughs> I think I think all the big the top has like judge not uh, engraved on it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful piece of bespoke craftsmanship. Wow. Yeah. It's expensive gift. Um, so my first pick, I decided to go. You could say it's cheating. You could say it's creative. You could say it's fun. I've decided that all three sets of parents are like from, you know, before technology was a thing. And so I decided I'm a time traveler and I'm going to come and give them some useful tech. Okay. So my first set of parents are Mr. and Mrs. Pevensey from the Chronicles of Narnia. You may know them as the parents that aren't there because they're at war or they're sending their kids away to the country to be away from the war. Yep, sending their kids to war. Yep. And <laughs> their kids go to a wardrobe and end up hanging up with weird uh, fawn men and, and eating Turkish delight. And like, you can't have that. It really does sound bad when you describe it like that. <laughs> so I'm going to send them a nanny cam so they can keep an eye on their kids and also on their nannies or who's ever taking care of the kids. I forget what house they're in, but you know, they're clearly not watching those kids. So I'm going to send them a nanny cam to keep them on track and out of that wardrobe. But Bailey, don't they just leave for a few minutes and go into the wardrobe? And it seems like years have passed. But when they come back, they're changed. Also, didn't you say that this is before technology, so they wouldn't have anywhere to plug it in? <laughs> okay. I'm going to also... No, Bailey, that's a great answer. You, you, it, We are sorry. I'm going to bring a battery pack, and I'm also going to get batteries from the future that never die. Anyway... Andrew, what's your next pick? My next pick, I'm going to break our little rule and I'm going to use a Harry Potter reference because, hey, there's a lot of parents Wait. <laughs> in Harry Potter. It's true. Mm. <laughs> Unless they're Harry Potter. I was going to make that joke, but I, <laughs> at some point they all had parents. Um, but this is for the parents of all young Nymphadora Tonks who are, as you all know, Andromeda Tonks, nay, black, and Ted Tonks, a muggle. Um, and the gift is a big box of Sharpies because that kid is going to start figuring out it can change its appearance. And if you keep marking its arm with a Sharpie, it won't be able to escape you. <laughs> and I didn't, I didn't think much beyond that because they have magic. They can get all the other stuff they need. But maybe they haven't thought about Sharpies because they always talk about writing with quills. Oh, yeah. And quill Mark's not going to do it. But Ted Talks is Ted Talks. Ted Tonks is going to know what that Sharpie's for because he's a muggle. So. Exactly. It won't need a lot of explanation, Great. except for the fact that I somehow know that their baby is going to be able to transform at the baby shower. But, you know, again, time oh, yeah. traveler. we're all going to appear incredibly creepy at these baby showers, by the way. <laughs> we don't know any of these people. We're from the future and we're giving them mysterious gifts. So we're like the last person. Everybody's given a gift. And they're like, any more gifts? Do we miss anything? We come out from the shadows like wearing a cloak like there's one more gift. Yeah. How'd you get in here? You know, like Rumpelstiltskin demanding the child. Yeah. That's what we're going to be like. All right, Toby, what's your second pick? Uh, my second pick is not even a human being. <gasps> um, my second parent uh, is also a mother. I'm choosing Mrs. Frisbee from The Rats of Nim. Oh, yeah. You guys, did you guys read this book? Oh, yeah. I loved that book as a kid. Although, watch yourself. That's close to Redwall. I was going to say, so much better than Redwall. <laughs> 
How dare you? I, I actually, this is a tangent, but I picked up this book after I read Redwall and I was let down. I still enjoyed it, but it's nowhere nearly as good as, as Redwall. Anyway. Not nearly enough riddle solving that doesn't actually make a lot of sense. <laughs> Not nearly enough bloody murder of, of subordinates. <laughs> so yeah, I would just give her some rat antibiotics because her kid gets really sick and that's kind of the whole the whole plot of the book um (laughs) so you know i'll just give her a little teensy tiny vial of rat antibiotics and uh i believe her son's name is timmy anyway it really distressed me when i was a kid um i remember being quite like viscerally painted how sick this kid rat was and it's really upsetting uh, but yeah, I'd cure that right up. Would they be intimidated by your size? Yeah, that's right. Especially as I was dropping a tiny vial of unintelligible liquid into their home. But then the time would come and she would know. That's why that human man was here. <laughs> <laughs> On the day of my rat baby shower. Uh, Rats must have a lot of baby showers because they have a lot of babies. That's, that's true. true. Speaking of having a lot of babies, uh, my next pick is Marmy from Little Women. Good segue. She's got four daughters. Poof, all these women. They're everywhere. <laughs> Less good segue. That is the log line of Little Women. <laughs> <laughs> They're so small. I just keep tripping over them. Anyway, so this is a more of a compliment for Marmy and will help her prepare her for the future. But she's really good at giving advice, especially to Joe. You know, she's like, you know, I'm angry every day and I still find a way to get through it really good at giving motherly advice and teaching lessons. So in order to hone that skill, I would go back in time and say, hey, Marmy, I'm Rita Skeeter from The Daily Prophet, and I'd like you to write a guest advice column for my paper. So the gift is a job of a guest advice column. In a different dimension. (laughs) Yeah. So that's what it is, and that's canon. Hey, would you like a job in a different century and also a different literary reality? (laughs) Well, I just wanted to, you know, give her some shout outs for giving good advice and having her prepared to give good advice. And I'm not exactly sure what physical gift that could be. So that's what I came up with. Well, it is a good compliment, though. No compliment could ever beat the compliment of just casting Laura Dern as you. That's true. Mm, That's true. Laura Dern rules. Very true. Uh, Andrew. Last but not least, what you got? Last but not least, our old favorite has returned and he needs a gift. Clooney the Scourge? Oh, you wish. Um, This gift is for Atticus Finch. He's a single parent raising his his kids, uh, and he'll need a little joy in his life. So, because I know that the kids will grow up to like them, I'm getting him matching egg and ham costumes for babies. (laughs) So I'm actually getting him two things. An egg costume sized for a toddler, so Jem can wear that, and a baby ham costume for a little baby scout, uh, so that they can have their favorite costumes from birth, and the sadness about losing his wife can be tempered by the joy of seeing their kids as breakfast foods. In, in this reality, are they always dressed as ham and eggs all the way up to adulthood? I mean, it depends on how often he wants to wash the clothes. <laughs> but as, as much as possible, I would imagine. I'd Got also it. like you to just, whenever you're feeling upset, people just repeat the phrase to yourself, the sadness of losing his wife is offset by seeing his children dressed as <laughs> breakfast foods. You can just mutter that to yourself when you need a lift. <laughs> maybe not offset, maybe tempered. And to be clear, this is Atticus Finch from To Kill a Mockingbird by Harper Lee. I realized I didn't actually get into that. Andrew, will you get a tiny ham costume for our daughter? I'm going to look into that. <laughs> All right, Toby, I'm scared to ask. What's your your number one pick? 
My number one pick, um, a very supportive father and endlessly hardworking, a guy who deserves a break, is The Man from Cormac McCarthy's The Road. Uh, <laughs> if you haven't if you haven't read Cormac McCarthy's The Road, uh, it is just a, a, a real a real rough book to get through, like lots of Cormac McCarthy books. Um, it's basically a post-apocalyptic world where the man escorts the boy. Uh, his son, although I, I think at times that's in question, I can't quite remember, I read this a long time ago, but basically the man does everything in his power to protect this young boy. And there's never really any breaks. The post-apocalyptic world is being roamed by horrible people who want to harm them and other dangers. Um, so you know what? I would just give this man, first I would spend some time pre-apocalypse observing him, uh, watching to see what kind of sandwiches he enjoys. And then I would put one in a very durable container and save it and, and just give it to him and be like, you know what? In your hour of greatest need, when you really need a break, here's your favorite sandwich. And then he can just like take, because there's just no joy for this guy in this book. There's no breaks. So he can take a break by the side of the road, eat a sandwich chill out. What I like about this is it combines the road and Paddington. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Yeah. It's a marmalade sandwich. We all know the man. <laughs> I I just imagine them being in the middle of like a post-apocalyptic fight and him being like, ooh, sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on one second. Love it. Okay, well. Right, Bailey. This is, this is my last one. Bring it home. Last but not least, I'm picking two. No pressure. No pressure. I'm picking two parents who are great parents, but they're living in a hard time. That is Ma and Pa Ingalls from the Little House series. Little House in the Big Woods, Little House on the Prairie, et cetera, et cetera. Here's the thing. They got a lot of kids. They're constantly moving (laughs) houses, constantly making little houses. Food is scarce. You got to live off the land. It's hard. So the fact that they're such good people and keep a good attitude throughout it all. I want to reward them with a subscription to Tool of the Month Club. So they're going to get a new tool, very useful tool every month in the mail, and that will help them build new houses or cook or whatever it is that month. That sounds like a great idea. The only thing is the Tool of the Month Club. Every other month is a kayak paddle. So I don't know if they if they have a kayak or not. I haven't read these books. I, I just like imagining, too, that it's like on the Pony Express and it's like a giant like cauldron. And they're like, oh, here's your tool of the month. Cauldron? I don't know. <laughs> what a cauldron. It, you know that tool everyone needs? <laughs> okay, maybe a like a wheelbarrow. Some- <laughs> please name me. Oh, my God. Wheelbarrow. Name me two more tools, please. Because <laughs> so far you've gone cauldron and wheelbarrow. Wait, no, she's going to go into Animal Crossing land. <laughs> no. I was- Axe, shovel, slingshot. <laughs> I was thinking of tools that would be hard for... Hard to carry on a horse. So a wheelbarrow, a cauldron, <laughs> um, a, um, a jack a for your car. A riding lawnmower. Yeah, a riding yeah. lawnmower. <laughs> anyway, that's, that's my gift. I love it. Uh, yeah, no, this is great. I like that so much of this was about just sort of making the parents' lives better than actually giving them to their kids. Yeah. Yeah. Because honestly, that's what it's all about. If you have a good, like if Ma and Pa Ingalls are better able to take care of their house, then they have more time with their kids. That's true. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry I didn't get you a cauldron. <laughs> is this a subtle hint that you wanted a baby cauldron? <laughs> baby cauldron sounds like you would cook the baby oh dark yeah Yeah. don't go searching that on the website the the website (laughs) website. (laughs) 
Wow. Have you guys noticed the website has been running slow recently? <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, we made it. We made it through. We did it. We did it. Honestly, I think this is some of our best work. <laughs> I really like this episode. So next week on the podcast, Andrew has the book club pick, Circe by Madeline Miller, and I'm reading Educated by Tara Westover. Please send us your thoughts about any books, but specifically about Circe, and we'll share them on the podcast. Thanks for listening to the To Read List. If you'd like to get in contact with us, you can email the To Read List podcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Goodreads at goodreads.com slash the To Read List podcast. We're on Facebook and Instagram at the To Read List podcast and on Twitter at To Read List pod. Thanks to Toby and Andrew for co-hosting the podcast with me, to Dylan for sound recording, to Miss Jillian Beth Durkee for composing our intro song, and to Patrick McGran for remixing it. See you next week. Happy reading. Books, books, books. 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 Hey we guys, did it. Uh, thanks for coming out to my TED Talks.